There's a way to do that. So, okay. and I can speak on it because I was one of those people like, I want to have multiple streams, I want to have seven different streams. It's not what you want. You want one stream that you can run up in seven different ways. So, welcome everyone. We are live in the DC Incentives Podcast. And you already know I got to give it a live moment. And I'm here with a, a, a fresh dude. And I'm, I'm I'm trying to be drippy. You feel me? <laughs> this guy right here, I'm I'm, I'm I, I gotta be I gotta be drippy on. <laughs> you feel me? So please introduce yourself. What's going on? Happy to be here, man. Um, my name is Cape Lewis, also known as Cape the Trainer. Um, I am a personal trainer. I've recently retired uh, for the last ten years. So um, I'm been a full time entrepreneur. Uh, I've been in different fields of real estate, uh, modeling and acting. That's actually how we met. But um, I'm in a space right now to help in coaching other trainers how to build and structure their business. Mm. And um, in between that, I do business funding myself. And um, I just love helping people, man. I just love helping people and loving serving people and really giving them, you know, get the game that has not been given. All right, that's, that's what's going on. So talk about a brief, like, all right, so continue on for your journey. What made you start with your fitness journey? Let, let's okay. start with that. Oh, being depressed. Word. Yeah. yeah, really. I never wanted to be a trainer. I never was inspired to do it. I had a background of basketball in high school. I played basketball my whole life. But um, when it came down after high school, um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I went to St. John's University. I studied marketing. And um, I was working and I was in school. And I'm like, yo, this is not it. And the job I had was terrible, but uh, I worked at a I worked at a school. And as I was out of school, it was it was it was going good for me. Far as in, I was learning working with kids, being a counselor, and then they let me go because of budget cuts. So I'm like, that was my first hit of the real world. And when that happened, I'm like, yeah, I can't be at anybody disposal like this again. Mm. So. You know, you go through the the stage of being a millennial. Like, I don't want to work for nobody. I want to be my own boss. I was still looking for work, mm. but my my notions was never to work for somebody again. Gotcha. And I was just stressed out because I couldn't help support my family um, when it comes to you know paying bills or just you know being self sufficient. So I used to work out, mm. and um, I worked out a lot. And I would literally go running. Like a lot of you know my lot of trainers, most trainers people hate cardio. That was my way out. I would just go for a run. And I was like my scapegoat when it came to my, my problems and my situation. Then I found out it was therapeutic for me. Because I always worked out, you know, try to get abs. You know, girls love abs. You know, wanted uh, <laughs> to look good at the beach, at the pool party. <laughs> but um, when I realized um, mentally it did something different to me. Hmm. And um, emotionally. And I just fell in love with it. And how it actually started for me. That's how fitness, my, my love for fitness became because it felt like everything I was trying to do wasn't working. The only thing I control is me going to the gym. Mm. But um, with literally one of my friends from high school, she, she saw me post on my Instagram. This is before I had a training page. And it's like, yo, can I go to the gym with you? I'm like, if you got gas money. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? We not, we not doing that. You be like, listen, you want me to ride with me? Like, All right, you got to put some gas on this, man. This ain't no free gas. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> but at that point, I didn't even have my own car, but just enough to put enough gas in my sister's car. So I used to charge her $5. She lived down the block from me. We go to Planet Fitness, and she'll do her thing. I do my thing. And then she like, well, what about my butt and my thighs? I'm like, I'm not a trainer. Like, why are you asking me this? Like, <laughs> so 
from from there, you know, she just kept asking me every, every time going. I'm I'm a type of person like right, I'm gonna try to figure out. I'm just a natural problem solver. Mm. And I started learning how to do squats and stuff myself. I'm like, yo, this actually hurt. So <laughs> 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 and then we was going at it like four or five, sometimes six days a week. And we used to be in the gym for like two hours because she was talking about her journey, you know, what she wanted to do, be in the fashion industry. And three or four months later, her body changed dramatically. Mm. And out of nowhere, I'm just like, yeah, I don't even know what happened. And then we went to a high school reunion party, one of my friends, close friends. And, you know, we all got together. And it was like, what you do with Michelle? I'm like, I ain't doing nothing. I just showed her what I know. Mm. And he was like, you're, you're a trainer? I'm like, nah, I'm not a trainer. <laughs> 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 I'm, just, I'm just out here just trial and error. And um, literally, her cousin was like, I'll pay you. Mm. I'm like, pay me for what? She was like, yo, I'll pay you if you could help me like help my cousin. And that's when I really had a moment with myself like, yo, I love helping people. I love fitness. Let me see if I can put it together, make something happen. Her cousin never came. (laughs) (laughs) But that's how it is sometimes. It's there just to spark your brain. Mm -hmm. Her cousin came afterwards, but it was my mom hairdresser who first actually paid me. Mm -hmm. And the reason that was so pivotal for me Cause she was like, what you charge? I'm like, I don't know. Like, well, I don't know what's the market. So <laughs> I'm like, yo, give me $20. She was like, so how many sessions is that? I was like, three. <laughs> she was like, all right, but I don't have a car. I'm like, I'll pick you up. So <laughs> yeah, so I was literally giving out, you know, crackhead prices because I wanted to see, I just wanted enough to put enough gas in my sister's car. Mm-hmm. That was one. So once I clear that <laughs> overhead, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But two, I want to see if I was actually good at it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I charged her $20. And when she gave me the first $20, I dropped off and I cried, like literally, when she went in the house. And because I watched Steve Harvey before then, he was like, yo, if you, you know, do what you love, you never work another day in your life. Facts. So, um, facts. Yeah, so that, that $20, you know, and I'm like, yo, I could do this again? And I didn't, you know, it was, it was cash flow tax free at that time. So I was like, yo, I actually could do this. And I think that's what sparked me to realize like, yo, I can really make something of myself when it comes to this. Mm. But yeah, that's how that's how the training empire, you know, began. So do you, I, I, can, you, I just want everybody to really like marinate on that. Like you see how God works in mysterious ways. Yes, sure. So you didn't even know that fitness was even part of your journey yeah nah not at all <laughs> and it, it came to a point where it was like all right your gift is going to be help helping people get healthy get fit yeah that's that's what your gift that's that was one of your gifts yeah. and I, I know you have many gifts <laughs> but god was like that's gonna be one of your gifts to help people yeah and it's powerful because i was really searching for myself so it's like you know 19 20 years old you're really trying to figure out who you are in this world and um you know i prayed a lot and i prayed a lot to try to look for clarity mm-hmm. so because my mother at the time she still wasn't jacking that i dropped out of st john so <laughs> my history with school is i was a 90 average student mm-hmm. so everybody was like oh i'm the ideal guy you go to st john's you study in marketing yeah we trying to be like you <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> i dropped i dropped out the first semester so the the challenge from being at home being the youngest and saying yo i'm not doing this it was different so you know me being the challenger of my family like nah i'm not working for nobody i'm not going to school they're like so what you gonna do i don't know i'm gonna figure it out (laughs) so i think a lot of young people do that have the same energy but they don't have the same work ethic so i was working every day training every day making content every day 
and I think that was the difference for me. This is for Instagram even had videos. Mm. Like before you had DMs, before you even had a story. Like you just had to put out content and content that helped people. And um, that was my thing. It's like show people that I'm, I'm working, I'm doing this. And I wasn't making no money. Like <laughs> the money didn't come until after. And mm. I think I just want people to understand that like, you know, you gotta put in the work first before the money get there. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's not it's so it's not all about the money. It's all about the journey and and uh, the journey of what you take. Yeah, the money is definitely important, but in the beginning, you know, it's going it's going to what cost? It's going the cost is time. Mm. So you might not have the money, but you it's what it costs you to make a video in front of your phone for thirty seconds for sixty seconds. Mm. You know, so that you keep doing that constantly every day. Eventually, you're going to be getting better. You're going to be getting traction. Somebody's going to reach out to you. So after that, so after so after the beginning, how many clients did you have? What in total? Like that? I yes. Helped? I don't know. I, it's like a, definitely a few thousands because few thousands. Yeah. How much would you charge? Like how you get? What? You like? Yeah, I mean, it's been ten years, so you got to think about it. So ten years of helping people. So what really, you know, kind of shocked me too is that when I had my I dropped my app in 2018, gotcha. so virtual training. I help people that I never met before, mm. and then um, it actually was funny because yesterday I was speaking to a girl. She was like, "Yeah, I use your app, and I lost um, 50 pounds. It was part of it. Like she was doing her own journey, but she said, "Well, I use your app. I've seen results." Mm. She never told me that. Like she was on it, got results, never told. I'm like, "Yo, you never said anything." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it could be ten thousands, but I don't know because some people are very uh, private when it comes to their results and sharing their progress. Gotcha. But um, yeah, the the virtual training allowed open up the doors to reach people that wasn't in you know the tri-state area or local area. Mm, okay, and and uh, as far as like, you know, you said you had a few thousands, right? Yeah, I, I would say a few, not that many, because I know it wasn't a lot because I my, even when I set up my training, I wanted to be more personal, mm. so I didn't have like big large classes. I was small group was my main thing. I actually hate doing one on one training. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of people not gonna say that, but it was just it was boring to me because there's only one one focus point, and then mm -hmm. that person is not going based off someone else. So like when I have like a lot of women be in secret competition because I gotcha. train women. So mm -hmm. if she's doing twenty squats, you gonna like all right, I want to do twenty squats too. You don't want to be that person. So mm -hmm. it was friendly competition within my group sessions, gotcha. and you'll see people going a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Knowing that, yo, you dying over these ten squads, but I have to do thirty, and it just changes your, your psych. Like, yo, I know I can do a little bit more. Absolutely. So that's why I love the group sessions because they feed off each other's energy. And and when you was you only trained women? Yeah, at a certain, at probably like my third or fourth year, I, I actually like I'm only training women, and that was another thing too, because um, I had to realize who I was helping and what I wanted to be good at. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it came down to it, you know, the guys, they didn't, they wasn't, one, they wasn't loyal to the brand. Like, they would, mm -hmm. you know, guys have egos. So, yeah. you help them out, it's like, right, I got it from here. And it's like, yo, I can't grow my business with people, because they'll get results quick. They'll, yep. they'll slim up, you know, two or three weeks, because, you know, they yeah. say it's much easier for men to get in shape. And I'm just like, yo, that's not consistent clientele. And the guys don't want to feel like they have, you know, a mentor. They don't want to have a coach. They feel like they can do everything by themselves, superheroes. That's the, of yeah. course, the ego, yeah. So when it helps for women, they'll talk about your brand. They'll spread it, you know, free promotion. Mm -hmm. And then what it really made it even deeper is that seeing a lot of women have, feeling like they have to get surgery. And they feel like mm -hmm. they, they achieve a certain look. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm like, yo, it's possible with weights, but I was never training in a gym. So when I, got, when I actually was training like on my own little spaces, private spaces, so when I actually got resources and I actually go to a gym space, I'm like, yo, I really can show women how to build their curves. Well, be fit without losing their curves. And um, when I stamped that, I just became, you know, just became a master at it, kind of trying to keep helping the same person. And you know now it's like you know, they people think my transformation is Photoshop, mm. <laughs> so which is a good thing. I used to be offended by it, <laughs> but it just shows the work that we put in. So then I was like, nah, I only train women so I can help them in that era because I had clients who had surgery, you know, went to get surgery, but at the same time they didn't know it was possible. So that's that was their only choice by default. And a lot of us like, yo, I wish I met you earlier a year ago. I'm like, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's only only train women. But and okay, so. After after that, your story. So now, you retired. Yeah. What made you retire? Uh, fulfillment. I would say fulfillment gotcha. for as in doing everything I want to do on, on like on my list of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I wanted virtual. Vir- well, virtual training came afterwards and later in my journey, but I know I wanted to help as many people as possible. Then also helping with the stigma of you know them looking achieving a certain look. Gotcha. And then also realizing helping my clients mentally and with financial literacy as well mm. so after doing these certain things traveling you know doing um i would say boot camps in different states it was like yo i think i hit everything on my list like what can what can i do more because it came to a point in time where i'm helping people and it's not only was expected like mm-hmm. before like it was like i want a 90 day transformation then it turned to 60 days then it turned to 30 days now people get results in two weeks gotcha but my thing was it um I have to keep helping them. Yeah. Like, I help them, you know, and they end up having a baby. Yeah. Or they end up getting married. And then they come back, they fall off and come back again. Gotcha. It's like, yo, I'm not really growing. Like, I'm making money. You know, granted, I'm thankful for that. But I'm not, it's not like a new challenge for me. Mm. So it became very, like, ex- uh, expected with so much certainty, was no uncertainty left. So, uh, wow. Yo, you have a powerful journey. I'm not, yeah, that's, yo, that, and when I say God works in mysterious ways, he definitely, that's you, because it, it's it's a very powerful, um, yo, you have a powerful journey, Appreciate definitely, you. and I can see that you're, like, it's, mm-hmm. you're going to have a legendary moment, not a moment, a, a, a movement. Yeah, I appreciate definitely. it. Definitely, you're definitely going to have, a, you know, a legendary, so... Now, wh- talk about wh- what else you doing. Uh, so now that you're retired, you mm. you got acting. Yeah. Um, you you acting in the film industry. So now, what else? So um, yeah, acting, acting is definitely something um, I want to get back to. I mm-hmm. definitely want to get back to. Um, I feel like I didn't finish it, you know, because there's certain projects out there that I didn't get finished. Or didn't get you know just the timing of everything. So acting, um, model is something that you know I do for myself now. But um, I was with an agency. Uh, my biggest uh, peak with that I was on all the New York City buses. Oh yeah, or VIM. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's lit. What? Yeah. So that's I- <laughs> lit. Wait, yeah. so you like your whole face, like your face was in New York City buses? What? Yeah, that's lit. Every, every bus in the city. So that was that was fire. I wish they put my at name at that time, but um, that was actually a dope experience because for a whole year I was saying I want to be on a billboard. Gotcha. Because I was going heavy, you know, with the modeling, doing you know fashion shows. Then I got signed to a, a talent agency, 
doing a couple commercials. So that was something that was like, yo, I actually excited to do because you don't you know, people from the hood you don't see them modeling like you don't see that especially a black male, mm-hmm. you know, heterosexual black male at that. So um, when I when I went in that space, that was cool. And then um, after that, I was real estate. I became a realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother, he's a mortgage uh, a loan officer. And um, he's like, yo, if you take the test, we can work together. So um, real estate is one of those things where I've seen my family have houses and lose them. And I see mm-hmm. them, you know, we never owned a house at that time. And I'm like, I want to be able to learn this. Let me get in the game so I can at least have something on my own. Gotcha. So I became an agent and I've uh, been doing that for like the last five years. So a few million in properties. This is real estate. Yeah, talking. real estate. Yeah, as a, as a, as a realtor. <laughs> yeah. So I always used to tie all that back to training because I used to give my clients, you know, gyms and financial literacy on whatever I know. Mm-hmm. And I think it was bigger than me just getting them results. It was more of a brand and a community where it's like, you know, you train with me, but you actually gonna get way more than just, just that. If you only yeah. got that, then you probably just wasn't really tapped in as much. Mm-hmm. But I'm always offering, you know, all my mm-hmm. services. You know, basically being a plug, whatever I got, I'll try to offer it to my clients in my circle. Gotcha. So then from there, that led to um, me jumping into business funding and um with the business funding um because my, my situation with the, my, my clients was the only reason they stopped training me because they either got pregnant not by me <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. they got pregnant because their body look a certain way or financial situation mm-hmm. or you know it might be work or they moved that gotcha. pretty was the main three reasons so i'm like yo if i could help them put money in their pocket or help them save money mm-hmm. then they have money to train gotcha so i was my i was trying to solve the problem before we get to that mm. so um as i got in, i always been interested in credit and knowing that um it's useful it's powerful coming from a family who had didn't have good credit so i'm like yo i need to learn about this mm. so um and it really changed until um i met up with my boy glad glad credit uh, he introduced him to me. He's like, yo, you probably should do it. Now, at first I was inquisitive, asking him about how it goes before I jumped into it. And then he was like, yo, bro, you already have a platform, you have a community, and you can help them. He's like, yo, you know how many people you can help with this? And I ended up tapping in his courses, mentorship. And, you know, it's been, it was phenomenal. Everything that, you know, I needed, because mm-hmm. I had one business credit card before um, I actually started working with him. And now I funded myself with like 250K. And between that, helping other entrepreneurs create LLCs, I funded probably over you know 1.3 million last year with all black entrepreneurs. So it just it's like it's so much value you can add to other people, and um, financial literacy is what the the community needs. What made you start listening to financial literacy? What what made you be like, yo, this is important? <sighs> Being broke, man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's, that's so funny. Yo, answer. that is the simplest yo. way you can say it. That is facts. Yeah, man. Just, just struggling. As my first, well, I've been training for 10 years, but mm-hmm. my first six years were hard. And most of it was hard mentally because I just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere or I wasn't I wasn't even able to understand how, how money works. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was trying to get my credit, you know, right for years. So I ended up, you know, getting it right. And then next thing you know, going back down. I'm like, yo, how does this work? You know, I used to, you know, take up books and realize... Like how do I how can I get ahead in life? Mm-hmm. And I know I got to do something that's different from what everybody else is doing. And then once you actually learn, you know, how to leverage your credit, now it's like yo, I actually don't have to save, you know, hundred thousand. I actually can, you know, go to the bank, use my credit, mm-hmm. 
and get a hundred thousand a couple weeks which just sounds crazy to a person say yeah. if you never even made it never yeah. made a hundred thousand in your life and somebody come up to you on instagram say i'll get you business funding three or four weeks for 100k you're gonna be like, uh, huh? Scam. Yeah, you right? think it's a scam. Right. That's scam. So we can be like, yeah, that's a scam. Yup, yup. Yeah. So you think it's a scam? So luckily, I have my brand established already. So mm -hmm. a lot of people do, you know, business funding and credit now. They haven't been, you know, established before the pandemic, or maybe just a couple years. So people already knew that I've been consistent with my brand. So when they see me get into financial literacy, it's like, yo, this is just new for KB, but. I've watched him grow. I've seen mm -hmm. his success. I've seen where he started at. Mm -hmm. So it, it it makes him like I don't think he would lie to me. You know what I'm saying? The trust value is already there. Yeah. Because um I was a little not skeptic because I'm like, I'm always doing multiple things. But you know when it comes to financial literacy, you gotta really know people's financials mm -hmm. to to help them to go somewhere. So it was doing people being uncomfortable. I'm like yo, I know what I'm doing and I know what it feels like to be broke. So <laughs> I know what it feels like to be on both ends. So that was my thing, just being transparent with my brand. How? All right. So here, all right, I hope the audience is ready. How do How do you fund your business? Well, the the best thing to do is actually make sure your personal is right. Your personal credit. Gotcha. Yeah. So most people are like, oh, you can do it without your your social, and it's like, it makes it much easier for you if your personal credit is right, mm -hmm. because on the business side, a lot of stuff they want you to personal guarantor. So it might not be a report, but they're gonna need your social to verify you. So if you owe, you know, uh, T-Mobile <laughs> two thousand, why the why should Chase give you ten thousand? Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just common sense. People don't really realize that it's like you still attached to it. There's ways to get funding without your social, of course, but at the same time, it's much easier. So I, because it's like if you don't, how you gonna make sure your business is right if your person not right? Mm. Just think about that. It's like you got to be on top of your business, but your personal is not in order. Gotcha. So the best thing to do is make sure your personal credit score is right. You know, you want at least a 680, but always shoot for more. Mm -hmm. um, no negative uh, derogatory marks like late payments, collections, charge offs. And you want your utilization to be down. Gotcha. So most optimal is under 10%. And okay. then um, after that, gotcha. after 30%, is considered high risk. Yeah. So um, those are like a couple of data points, and you want to have multiple accounts, at least four or five accounts. Gotcha. And your primary accounts. So your primary accounts accounts that you own. Mm. So most people they get a whole bunch of authorized users, or and they'll have a five hundred dollar credit limit themselves. That ain't it, yeah, it's not gonna help. <laughs> Wait. So, alright. So, but before I get my to fund my business with my personal credit do I need an LLC yeah so that's the next step. once your personal is right I'm glad you said that the next step will be getting the LLC gotcha so you can get the LLC beforehand of course but you just can't do nothing with the LLC yet gotcha so you get the LLC you get that structured um, I create those as well or some people go to legal zoom or these <laughs> other sites I went to legal zoom for my first business yeah and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was watching a YouTube video. It was a 10-minute YouTube video. It took me like two hours to figure out how to do the LOC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, you get your LOC, and after you get your LOC, you take the documents, your operating agreement, um, your articles, your following receipt, you open up gotcha. the business bank account. Okay. You want to make sure you have the bank account because now it's legitimized. And now when you actually do the funding process, you leverage mm -hmm. that account. Mm -hmm. And then from there, 
you as you um you know pull from these different banks, you could run the play with different LLCs. Gotcha. But I don't suggest people doing multiple LLCs if you never did one before. You know, just start with one. And then work your way. Yeah, manage that. Get some cash flow. You know, after you you know, well, figure out what you're doing first. Also. Okay. So after you got the the structure down, mm-hmm. you're gonna make sure you're gonna do real estate, you're gonna do Toro, you're gonna do Airbnb. You know, you really want to, or you want to invest into your own business. You want to mm-hmm. make sure you have a plan. So this way you can know how to, you know, what do this cap because you get a hundred hundred thousand, you never had a thousand in your account mm-hmm. or access to a hundred thousand, you gonna go crazy. You're gonna go to Nemus, you gonna go to Sacks, Yes. Cause you you can do it. So it's it's a mental change. Yeah. Realizing like, yo, we're not buying liabilities, we're buying assets. Facts. So for those who don't know, a lot a liabilities take money out your pocket, assets yes. bring money to in your pocket. And I just the idea I always try to vet my clients before we even get to the process because you mm-hmm. got a, a nice profile but i'm like yo we got to figure out what you want to do first mm. i'm not it's an integrity thing i'm not funding you you know hundred thousand and you're not sure how to manage the the thousand that you got in your account <laughs> so um you got to be real with yourself and understand like all right if i'm ready for this if i'm not ready how do i get ready and I, I like that when you said, how can I get ready? I like that when you said that. I, I, That's you the question, question I was about to ask about all yeah, that. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, one, if somebody wanted to get to you so that you could help them in the process, how? And two, it's like, like, like you just said, getting ready. How do you get to that point? Because I'm at that process right now. I'm like, okay, I know I have these things I want to do, but it's based off of me having to do the work mm-hmm. on me. So it's like, okay, I know this is the stuff I want, but how can I get my business to the point where I'm, how do I say, where I don't have to be the one running everything and I can move on to other stuff mm-hmm. to add into it. So I'm just, me trying to figure that out is stopping me from even starting the paperwork to do my LLC at this point. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Like, that's really where I'm at. So I'm like, all right. And I told him, I'm like, my goal this year is to start my LLC. Yeah. But I'm trying to figure out where to begin. We're gonna start gotcha. off and make it happen. Gotcha. <laughs> so I mean, one that people reach out to me on on Instagram at KB the Trainer. You know, they could DM me. I have a link in my bio for, for bookings, and it's a free consultation. Mm. So um, and that's another thing too. Like, people be so like weary to even ask for help in our community. Yeah, yeah that's you know, true. You know, everybody want to get it with the bootstraps and by mm-hmm. themselves, and it's like you actually cheating yourself on your growth because everything that I learned. I learned from somebody else mm. and it made it much faster for me so I would say um, get the LOC for the mental aspect get it first because now you know you're invested mm-hmm. like you have skin in the game gotcha so you don't want to just you're going to be like All right, I just paid my money I got to do something with it unless it's disposable to you <laughs> <laughs> then I'll just charge you more yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. but uh, yeah get the LOC and then you know figure out what's your what's your cost for what your investment mm-hmm. and what's going to be your return and how long the return is going to take mm-hmm. because you know especially with real estate it's like you got to know if you're going to get a return in six months nine months 12 months and then what is going to be the carrying cost for your investment so what exactly do you want to invest in well it's not even investing like for me i like to do i do hair and all this i do a bunch of hair and yeah. stuff. so my whole thing is i wanted to start out with that and then starting out with that, I was gonna work on I had other things that I had that I have ideas of what I wanna do, mm-hmm. which I wanted to help community the community in a way, trying to figure out how to can you even help the community? Camera. How can you help mm-hmm. the community <laughs> if 
you without how do I say without putting jeopardizing yourself as far as the income that you have coming in. Gotcha. You know, mm-hmm. and then let it on that is moving on to at some point I do want to invest in real estate, but I don't know much about real estate as yeah. of right now, so I have to work on figuring that out. You okay. Know, and so just keep moving on. From when here. you say investing in here, you want to sell here? No, I yeah. actually do here. So you want to own a shop? Yeah. Eventually, I want to have a shop. I want to be able to okay. have that, but be able yeah. to also know it can run without me. And I don't have to be there every single day. Guys. Gotcha. Yeah, so the best thing, um, especially for people that you know a shop or like a brick and mortar setup, well, one, you got to figure out what's the overhead going to be. Yeah. And then how much space you're going to have. So how many chairs you're going to have. Mm-hmm. And then how much you want to charge on a weekly basis from those chairs to help cover that overhead. And then you got to figure out, you know, the supplies, especially in the beauty products, you know, the restock and everything. You want to kind of manage that. And then also figure out the type of shop that you want to have, mm-hmm. who you want to cater to. Yeah. So you want to cater to, you know, the natural people. You want to have a mixture of, you know, lash people in there, you know, nail techs in there. So all these different strategies though, involves in how you want to market. So that's why it's important to you know talk with somebody that's doing it or do your research on someone who will show you how to market because no matter what business you do you could be the greatest hairstylist but if you don't know how to reach people and they don't know how to reach you then what good is it marketing so um gotcha. marketing it you have to be the, your first marketer yeah before anything no matter what business you're doing mm. like with this podcast we got a fire episode but it's only reached two people <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah then we we got we got to go back to the drawing board and figure out where we can invest that yeah our capital to get those views so we can get yeah. you know and that's that's the part where i help people with you know just really strategizing because there's some people who are gifted but nobody knows about them mm. you know and you got your favorite store in, you know in the hood but it, it's not on yelp you know everybody goes there because it's local but once you go on Yelp or once you go on TikTok, now it goes viral. Everybody's going there, and yeah. then now it's blowing up. It's just the marketing. Gotcha. And that's that's the really the plan that people are missing. So even when it comes down, to either you missing the marketing or you missing the funding. Mm. And that's that's why I try to solve the problems with people in those areas. It's like, yo, let's really figure out a plan. Let's really go to the drawing board of why you want to do this and who you trying to help. Yeah. Because whatever you do, you gotta be able to identify the problem that you're solving. And who are you solving it for? Gotcha. Once you get that, now you have a business. So, let's. I, I want to go back to fund your business. So, LLC, set that up. Um, well, of course, New York is different. It's because there's a lot of paperwork into that. Everybody else, <laughs> because because New York, you gotta get your articles of organization. Of course, EIN and. Um, and then I think uh, something about agreement. operating yeah. agreement and then put it in the magazine, something like yeah. 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 New York is different, y'all. They want so, you to advertise it. Yeah, they want you to advertise it. So every everybody else, uh, every state is different. Um, but I know we you know, people from Arizona, from you know, people from the West Coast and down south watch this podcast too. So just check your state um uh, to see what what um <clears throat> of how to set up your LLC properly. So now I got um got a LLC, got that together. Now um but my personal credit is good. But they gotta remember not to put their personal address on there. Oh yeah. yes, <laughs> definitely. I, I, thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, virtual address, thank you. virtual address, phone number, everything, website, trademark, right? Trademark. Yeah. Gotcha. So now we got that into place. Now it's 
Uh, are you? Do you mean like business credit is how I fund my business? Yeah. So it's two ways you can do it. We do personal and business funding. Gotcha. So the reason we do personal, well, I do personal. I used to say we. I've always referring to my team, but um, the reason we do that because like go back to utilization, right? Mm-hmm. If the person only had you know a Capital One credit card since they got out of high school and discovered it's a thousand dollars, and then you you know. You're trying to build your profile. You want to spread that range out because once soon as you use three hundred dollars, now you, it's, it's a red flag to the lenders because now you have thirty percent. So what we do is we take that thousand on your personal profile and we stretch it out to like at least seventy, eighty k. So you can leverage up to what is that? Uh, 20,000, 50,000 without being uh, a negative mark. Gotcha. Or, or, or a red flag to the banks. So gotcha. I help people out their personal and their business. So wow. when it comes down to their business profile, you build a relationship with the different banks. So you go there and we build a relationship with the banks because you get access to their products. So it's like a relationship with a girl. It's like you want to be close to her, you got to spend some money. <laughs> <laughs> or at least show some money. <laughs> Spend money, show money. Yo. You gotta have time. Stop. Yeah, then you get access. So I don't, I don't want the women to kiss me. <laughs> but I, I'm giving understanding for the viewers. I'm just sure. giving her a lame term. It's an example. But, so yeah. the products you want to go after is you know they have credit cards, lines of credit, and loans. Yes. Yeah. So usually in the beginning, I suggest people get credit cards and lines of credit. You don't want to get a loan yet because if you're not sure exactly what you want to do, you will get an SBA loan and they will help you get started, you know, based on your business of a new business. What is SBA? A uh, small basic small business loan. Yeah. For and that's on a website, right? Yeah. So um, a lot of banks offer that. Gotcha. Yeah. At SBA.com or? Yeah, but it depends on the bank that well, you go I, to. Wait, is it SBA.com or Gov? Oh, no, I, I will go to the bank. Go oh, got you, got you, got you. Go to the bank because they'll help uh, with the underwriting. Gotcha. And if it's if they're not sure, then they'll split it with SBA and they'll split the loan with them. Gotcha. But yeah, you go to the bank, you open an account, and then you know the 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 tel- the, the bank uh, what do you call it, specialist is gonna want you to open up new things like because that's how you know they they make their bread. Wow. So you like, okay. I just want to make a deposit. You can make a couple transactions, and then after that, you could go and apply. You know, for their credit cards or their lines of credit. And then, um, okay, hold. So after, is that like wait, wait? So the way how I see you're breaking it down is that like a net thirty or done or something? Oh no, this is um no, this not it's not or a net like thirty. Like a tier one, tier two, something like that. No, it's it's not um, it's it's what do you call it? This is regular business bank cards. So gotcha. like Chase. Okay. Yeah, Chase has you know a, a great program for on the business side, Bank of America as well. So there's there's so many different things you can do on the business side because some banks that you bring with personally you don't realize they have business accounts too, and then the other play is getting dealing with the credit unions because the credit unions they actually, <laughs> they print more you know mm. most of them you gotta either get invited or you gotta donate to get mm-hmm. in. And then um, they're supposed to be for the community, so they're willing to give you more just based off your credit score. Mm. So if you have a great profile, you know, they're going to, everybody knows about Navy Federal now. You know, once you're in, it's like a little elite club, and, you know, they print, you know, good auto loans, low interest rates, and they were giving out a lot of capital um, with low interest cards. So the good thing about the commercial banks is they have more uh, 0% interest, or I would say more rewards. So, um, it, we do a mixture of both between community banks and big commercial banks. Okay. And then once your profile is ready, you can go and apply. But it's always good to nurture the account, depending on the bank, because each bank got certain data points. 
Okay. So it's, it's, it gets fun because you realize each bank pulls from each bureau. So what that means is, you know, the main bureaus that they go by is TransUnion, Equifax, and um, Experian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, depending on the product, mm -hmm. they're only going to pull from your experience. So your experience is 750 and Equifax is 600 then we know we're not going to do the Equifax bench. You feel me? Right? That's true. <laughs> so it's just strategize, understanding where you pulling from and what's this bank, what's the requirement for this particular so bank. So my thing is, how do you find out what banks pull from where? You have to call them and ask them or? Yeah, that's, the, uh, yeah, that's definitely the the way where if, you, if you're not tapped in with anybody who knows funding, then you can call them and ask them. And that's how people find out. So now they have like, you know, a list, you know, they call it secret lenders list where you know where every bank pulls from. So anybody that's in mm -hmm. funding, they pretty much know about certain banks pull from what. So like, for example, Navy Federal pulls from TransUnion on the personal side. Wow. But if you go get the business Navy Federal card, it's pulling from Experian. Mm. So you're not gonna know that unless you do trial and error or you know somebody that's tapped in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, that's why it's real fun because some people, they'll see something on Instagram, like, yeah, I'm about to go do it. And the influencer will say, yeah, you just gotta do this, you gotta do that, and not realizing Yo, that's a different type of card he applied for. Hmm. Or you go to that bank and you get a different type of product, they'll pull from somewhere else. So Chase usually pull Experian. Gotcha. But if you get Chase uh, Biz line of credit, they might pull your TransUnion. And they did that with me. So it's like, if my TransUnion wasn't good at the time, I didn't want them to pull that. I wanted to pull my Experian. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it, it gets fun once you start getting into the game, understanding which bank pull from what and what each bank is looking for. God, okay, so... Nah, this this yo. <laughs> now you're getting the gems, okay? <laughs> now we're getting the gems, okay? Yeah. Get so, alright. So now, and and that is the way how you fund your business properly. Yeah. I oh, gotcha. Yeah, because the funding part, I wouldn't say it's easy because I'm in it, gotcha. but it's not really the hardest part. Because once your profile is good, you get a you get you 150, 200,000 in a couple weeks. <laughs> but it's the repairing part that usually gotcha. people have to go through. So. Most people's credit is jacked up. Gotcha. And the average person, um, I believe, they have a credit limit of $2,500. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when you have that credit limit, you don't really have wiggle room to do certain things. So the biggest, business, the biggest difference between personal and business credit is the utilization. Gotcha. So on the business side, on the personal side, once you go up 30%, it's high risk. You know, you'll see that red line on your experience. Like, wow. you gotta chill out. <laughs> yeah. But on the business side, yeah. if you go over 30%, they don't yeah. care because business is in to make money. Gotcha. So you can leverage your personal and your business mm -hmm. or understand that, yo, I can run out my business card, I'm gonna have to pay it back, but I'm saying it's not gonna be a negative effect on me. So it, 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 it's, it's all about understanding that and also understand with business you get higher limits and you get more rewards and points. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of stuff you do for your business, you know, like this podcast, these cameras, you know, to pay for, you know, this space, pay for ads, you want to put down your business card. You know, one is tax write-offs, also two, you get points for rewards, and then certain cards we leverage because of the point system. So like, a Amex, y'all know about that, right? Yes. Now. I was, you know, when I got the platinum, you know, we just flexing because it's like, yo, this joint is heavy. Right, <laughs> so right. every time you go out to eat, everybody throw their platinum on the table, whatever. You know, you, you can mean something. But I, I, I missed out on so many points flexing when I should have used my gold because my gold, I get more points. You get four times the points mm. on based on what you spend. Gotcha. So the highest thing that you spend on 
they gave you four times. I could have had, you know, instead of one free trip, I could have had three or mm. four. Three free trips. Three free trips. Three free trips on a platinum. Do y'all hear this? All types. So it just, it just the miss. Even being in the space, realize like, yo, why I'm using my platinum? to yeah. flex i you need to use my it. gold for this mm. so you just want to strategize even better like even me i have my uh chase sapphire it's on a personal card but i i actually forgot that it had an intro spin an intro reward so if yeah. you spend uh i believe four thousand mm. you either get um 40 correct me you you either get four thousand if you spend four thousand right you get six hundred dollars back or you get seven hundred to travel Gotcha. Mm. So, um, I forgot about the whole intro spin. I spent four thousand in the first three months, but I just didn't use that card. First three months, you spent four thousand. Yeah, because business expenses, you gotta, you know, it adds up. And, and it's a write-off. At, so, wait, wait. So, you talking about this microphone, the camera, <laughs> what yeah. we put what, in this podcast? Wait, that's a, a whole write-off. Yeah. yeah. But I got a question though. What if somebody decides they're gonna go take a course? Would that be considered edit B yeah. towards their business? That's a write off. Yeah, I mean, my closest write off, bro, this is my logo, so it's drip, but <laughs> it's a write off. It's advertisement. So even right. even at my house, I have like a, a podcast set up where I have uh, a, my neon light of my logo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm just writing off my whole living room now because I have my logo. This is part of my work. This is why I create my content. And I think um, that is the part why a lot of black people that I've run into, they are scared to. Legitimize their business because we gotcha. used to everything, everything under the table, off the books kind of thing. Yeah, but always. they don't know the benefits of leveraging, you know, the tax system, yeah. or mm. we don't know understand the benefits of leveraging the LLC. So it's like, yo, don't don't send me, you know, that money. You know, send me cash or you know, pay me through such and such, um, Zelle don't or Cash App, which is fine depending on where you at in your business or what you're trying to serve. But when you have those traction that paper trail come in that can be written off at the end of the year gotcha yeah. now i'm not a tax professional but and i don't want gotcha. to be like ja Rule. Yeah. <laughs> but once you understand that there's different ways out here because it's all about if i gross if you gross a hundred thousand mm-hmm. you know you can write off 80 in expenses gotcha that means you net it 20 for the year mm. so it all depends on, on the setup but um yeah i write off everything that i can depending on what's my strategy so when it came down to getting my crib i'm like all right I gotta really start, you know, documenting more of what I'm doing because when it comes to real estate, entrepreneurs don't want to get a house. But if you try to get it through, you know, FHA, mm-hmm. you can't write off everything because you write off thing now. You have twenty thousand income. How are you gonna get a five hundred thousand dollar house? You could have made. It's not about what you make; it's what you keep. So if you made four hundred thousand and you still only net thirty thousand, you're you're less than a person who who uh, who uh, who made a hundred. And net it, you know, sixty, because you don't have you have a whole bunch of write-offs. So it's like gotcha. you got to be strategized when the, when they're actually you know pay your taxes and do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, understand it's a strategy involved and where you want to go the next step. Yeah. But um, yes. Yeah, once I learned that, I'm like, all right, I'm not too scared. Like you know, I, I don't want to go to jail. That's why I told my account because <laughs> I came to her after my legals. I'm like, yo, this is all I got. Mm. And I'm just like, I don't want nobody to come after you. She's like, yo, you only made 10000 Nobody's coming after you. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so you're like, you good. Uh, and that's, yo, that's gems where he, so mm-hmm. this is a whole gem. Pen, paper. <laughs> Pen, paper, everyone. Right. So 
When you okay, so now when we get into what is the FHA? FHA is um is basically a government program, right? To help you get affordable. It's making want to make it more affordable. So affordable is like twenty percent. Everybody do conventional. So they try to do it uh, for first time home buyers, right? Mm -hmm. Where you only instead of you have to put down twenty percent, you put down three and a half percent. But as you build your FHA out, they have something called PMI, which mm. is mortgage insurance. So just in case if you default, they can still get their money. So you pay that on top of your loan. Gotcha. But um, yeah, when it gets to real estate FHA, um, you know it's interesting because most people, you know, they have the house hacking thing where they use FHA to get to multifamily property, and they try to say four units, but they don't really have four units like that out here in New York. They don't. Three or two. So, yeah. That's it. Super expensive. It's two so or three. That's it. You can use, they use the FHA for that. Live in one of them and then rent out the rest. Okay. And that helps pay for the mortgage and then they might, you know, do something with the basement and they call it house hacking. So instead of you have to put up so much for a single family house, you keep doing that and then you can refinance out of your FHA after mm -hmm. it gets a certain amount of value. And then you can use your FHA again for the next property. So it's, it's, it's a lot of different strategies and that's what it's like, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And if you don't know, the knowledge. yeah, you exactly. tap in, right. that's why you tap into people that's, that's doing it in any mm -hmm. spaces. That's really give you a good game, and then you always want to, you know, fact check, you know, whoever you're speaking to. But um, in New York, you always learn there's more than one way <laughs> to get through that door. <laughs> yeah, See, I'm trying to work on that. So, yeah. All right, so let's 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 help out our audience out. Mm -hmm. How can we double our income? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, it's it's a lot of different ways. I would say what helped me. Is self-development like not mm -hmm. even sound cliche but you really want to invest in yourself as far as what you want to go after so like for example how you said you want to get the shop or salon and then you actually want to build it for yourself yeah. so how do you get there you got to speak to somebody who's already there mm. or did it already mm. so that might might be a course you know to tap in you know in that room or get the information from that person but that can help you advance where you at now yeah and I just how I looked at it is like let me invest in myself. So I bought courses, I paid for coaching, you know, five K here, twenty five K here. Mm -hmm. And it helped. It helped a lot. Now, everybody's it, it's not gonna be perfect. Like the same setup that you have is gonna be different from what I have. Yeah. So for example, for my, my trainer blueprint, my my trainers it's gonna be different for them than for what for me. Like I said, I came out when Instagram didn't even have videos. Mm. Yeah. Like the strategy I'm gonna tell them is everything that I did and updated information. Gotcha. So that's why it's important to, to to learn from someone that you could bounce your ideas off of, okay. because YouTube, you know, it changes. The source yeah. changes. Like the rules change, the regulations change, and now you gotta do things differently. So when it comes down to it, the doubling income. The first thing I always tell people before they even get to doubling is know your expenses. Like you can't. Oh, I want to make six figures, but you don't even know what you're making right now or know what you're paying for. Because there's a lot of things that we're paying for on a daily that we're not really using or it's not beneficial to us. Gotcha. So, every time somebody's like, I know my expenses, they either overshoot it or undershoot it. So, like, how much you spend per month? I spend like 1500 And they'd be like, now you do the numbers, you got a breakdown. And it's like, nah, you actually spend 2700 a month. But you only make 3000 or something not adding up. Yeah. And that's when you make the readjustment. So you figure out where you're at first, mm -hmm. and then you figure out, you know, where can you uh, benefit, not benefit the most, but what resonates with you the most. I always tell people, invest in what you understand. Mm -hmm. So 
the more you understand it, the more relatable it is for you, the easier it's for you to comprehend how to make the next moves. And something, of course, that you're passionate about, interested in. Because now you're going to spend, you can spend a whole Sunday, you know, Super Bowl Sunday. People, <laughs> people are like, yo, I'm not going nowhere. I'm, I'm on the lock-in. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, like, that's a necessity. But yeah. there's gonna be certain times where you're gonna be like, no, nah, I'm actually not going away. I actually gotta watch the Zoom call. Or I gotta jump on the Zoom call. I gotta gotcha. study this course. Mm -hmm. And that's how you really double your income by keeping investing. Because some people, they get to a certain point and they good. Like they, they'll get to that, that 100K or they'll get to that 150. The 150 mm -hmm. range is the worst range. Between 150 <laughs> yeah. and 120, everybody just like, yo, I'm good, I'm set for life. They don't wanna keep going. Because a lot of people are making 50,000, 60,000. And you might feel like I'm better than my circle or people that I went to school with, but you just stop because you don't see nobody else going harder. Mm. So that's why it's important to realize like, yo, it's not a number you're chasing, but it's who you become in the process. Mm -hmm. So who I was, you know, when I was making, you know, I mean, I made 13,000 for a year and then I had like this app, it's called Wallet. And I, it was gross. It was like, I made 13,000. Like, Damn, I don't even know how I did that. And I went to expenses it said 13,000. <laughs> I was like, damn, I don't know how I did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And w what I realized too is that it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Yeah, yeah. So even if you don't double, but you make an extra 50,000, you figure out to save another 50,000. Gotcha. That's a win. Yeah. So, you know, what good is, oh, I went from 100K to 200K. Mm. All right, but you spent 200K. Mm -hmm. mm. So is, is, is you really winning here? It sounds good on paper. Like, oh, I doubled my income, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or even you double income, but you're working twice as hard. Yeah. You're not working smarter. You're working harder. That's the yeah, that's a, yeah. That's definitely. the thing about businesses. What I've realized talking to different people is, you have to know. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm gonna start it off here. And Increase your skill. Me. Exactly. But as you go, you should be able to get it to a point where your business can run efficiently without it always being you. Yes. In some way, shape, or form. Yes. And that's what a lot of people I'm realizing is not doing, especially like older generations that do have businesses. They have not gotten to that point. Yeah, it's a trust yeah. factor. They still looking at that. Because they don't, they don't trust nobody else to do their business like them. Yeah. Yep. That's what comes if you're a good teacher or you have a good training system. But the other thing I don't like, though, is this, this microwave society where, you know, somebody learns something and then that's like me coaching on funding. Mm hmm I've only been doing it for, you know, less than a year. I have great success in it, you know, massive success in a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. But I'm not just going to come out with a, a funding course. And I, I tell my people about funding, but I know training. I've been doing it. You know, it's been my bread and butter for the last 10 years. Gotcha. So when you try to rush the process of like, oh, I want to scale, I want to scale, you got to grow it first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, how you going to scale without yeah, growing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because most people, I want everything automated and, you know, I just, want, I just don't want to do that. I want to kick my yeah. feet up. You gotta know how to run your business first. And I didn't realize Fishing that- yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that until I got assistance and I got VAs and it was like, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm paying this woman to help me and I don't even know how to tell her to help me. She was like, well, I'm like, what do you need me to do? She was like, yo, just write down everything you do. And I write down everything I'm doing. I'm like, damn, I'm doing a lot. And this is a virtual assistant. Yeah. Yo, that's so. Let's go. When I, when I realized that, it's like, yo, I want to have my business automated to a certain extent, but at the same time, you got to stand the controlling forces of your business. Mm. So I know what's you want to minimize it, where it's like, what are the main things, things that's going to bring in the income and is most important. Yes. So, but you got to know every position first before you can tell her how to do it. Because if she didn't come in and do something, 
and then something happened she ended up leaving now you don't know nothing mm. now you have that's more demand more clients to attend to and now you're just going to fall mm -hmm. so that's why it's important to take your time with growing it and then at a point you'll know when you're ready to scale when business is in flux when you're losing money from having too much business okay. when you get to that point it was yeah. like yeah i really need to figure something out and that's mm. why for me with training it was like i was getting so many inquiries where it's like, yeah, I can't speak to 30, 40 people a day anymore mm. because I'm trying to train people and I'm also trying to have time with myself or grow this another business. I need someone doing an increase for me. <laughs> and you, you'll know when to do it, but if some people try to do it too soon and then you're not That's making no money. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you said about investing, yeah. right, to double your income, invest in yourself, okay, now some of our audience is going to be like all right cool now i know how to invest in myself mm. but still double my income like like let's say for you fitness yeah real estate uh clothing line um those like let's say those five incomes you can have right yeah. is that also invested in yourself yeah i was i would say definitely i think the other um, misconception is, you know, multiple streams of income, right? People gotcha. think, okay, so yeah. multiple streams of income. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's it's a way to do that. So, okay. and I can speak on it because I was one of those people like, I want to have multiple streams. I want to have seven different streams. It's not what you want. You want one stream that you can run up in seven different ways. Mm, that's a ball. So, so that that comes ball. with you doing like me me training. Is, is one way me like so me personal training then me virtually training then me having you know merch for my clients to purchase me having clothing for the purchase or me having you know products for the purchase and then also me coaching other trainers it's all from one thing or and then then for me having a gym space say if i own the gym and i had other trainers come in now they're paying for the space you know, and if I own a space, now I'm getting money on the real estate side of it. So mm -hmm. that's just from one stream. And I wish I would, uh, I mean, I'm glad I, you know, I tried different things in my journey. Yeah. But lock in on one thing first, mm. build that out, and then, you know, go, go into the next thing. Because there's so many different ways you can run it up with, you know, ebooks, with courses, with, um, you know, masterminds, webinars. There's so many different, you know, strategies you can use. But, you know, start with one thing and then, you know, run it up from there. That's a ball. That's a ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, any questions? Not yet. No? Okay. So let's talk about your non-profit. Oh, feeding the city. Oh, that's a whole talk other thing we gotta talk about. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. It's a whole okay. other thing. <laughs> um, feeding the city um, is a is a campaign that I started actually my first year of training. So. Um, it was always wanted to give back as a kid. Like that was always my thing. I always giving back, you know, to my friends or whatever I can, doing community service. But in particular, I seen how wasteful we are when it comes to holidays, uh, just consumerism. So I'm like, yo, every I'm talking about mother, like every Thanksgiving we do the same thing. Like we buy all this food, mm -hmm. we cook for three days. Buy all the food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bought. No, um, buy the food. Buy food. Oh, buy my food. Okay, yeah. buy, buy food. Okay. So you buy all this food, we make it, and the next thing you know, after two days later, three days later, we tired of it, we throw it out. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, yo, why do we do that? 
and I was, this is me, you know, asking myself this, you know, since I was young. And I'm like, yo, you know what would be dope if, you know, seeing, I know they have different soup kitchens and stuff like that, but not for nothing. It's not the, it's not the home cook. It's not the best it's food. It's not. not so I'm like, yo, what if we were able to give them hot, fresh meals on Thanksgiving? Like mm -hmm. people that's less, um, um, less fortunate. Different. Yeah. And I told my mother about it. She was like, so what you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to give away food. She was like, well, not my food. <laughs> I'm like, nah, mom, I'm going to get donations, and then we're going to cook it, and then we're going to give it out. And my platform, again, is what helped me because I asked my clients, um, my friends at the time, and they supported it. I just put it out there. And that's, that's what the power of social media when it's used in a good way, mm -hmm. where if you put something out there, there's somebody who's thinking like you, but they just didn't do it. But if you create the platform, now they'll be able to tap into what you're doing, gotcha. your movement. Mm -hmm. And um, we did 52 mills the first year. We went to the train stations um, where we knew people that usually be you know, out there, like homeless. And I, it was so hard for me to try to give because they were just either wasn't answering their phone. It was like, no, nah, we can't take it. Gotcha. So after I put out the first year, uh, one of my close friends, He's like, yo, bro, I want to be a part of that. Like, it's always like that every year. Somebody always say, yo, I want to be a part of it. Yeah. Went from 52 mils to 400 mils. Mm. And same thing with him. He, he said he was a part of it. More people said he wanted to join. Then, you know, churches got behind what we was doing. And then from there, went from 400 to 1,000. Mm. Mm. And I'm like, yo, this is actually bigger than what I expected. Next thing you know, we're doing 2,000. Now we're trying to do 2,500. And then we became, you know, again, had partnerships with Boys and Girls Club. YMCA, a um, lot of small black-owned businesses is important. I mean, people cooking turkeys two minutes before—I mean, two days before Thanksgiving for to give away. Yep. Like you know how the kitchen is. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it's they don't. <laughs> you know, one thing I would love to see, like black-owned businesses. You know how some restaurants—they have food that they just throw away at the end of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Why throw it away when you can give it to somebody and eat it, and you want yeah. to get rid of it anyway? Exactly. And, I, and that was the whole uh, concept to attack. And then as we kept going, it kept getting bigger. But um, the best thing about it is that more people, more young people became a part of it. Mm. And when they became a part of it, I mean, they 12, 11, 13 years old. That's good. A good age to put that yeah, That's good. Yeah. And they're like, I want to give. I want to get back. I want to serve. And, you know, everything I do, we make it culture. Like, we do it. We make sure it's lit. So we did, you know, fundraisers, bowling parties, mm. uh, basketball tournaments, brunches. Um, so many different things evolve in the culture what we already do. And that was, it really was a vibe, like, to give back. Mm -hmm. So changing that, and people like, yo, I want to get back this year. I want to get back this year. I want to do Feed in the City. And I'm like, so the one of the funniest moments is where I was training one of my clients. And I always told my clients afterwards, like, yo, what you doing for Thanksgiving? And she was like, oh, um, I'm actually going to be a part of this dope group called Feed the City. <laughs> I was like, word? She was like, yeah. Um. yeah. And she explained, she was like, yeah, they give back. It'd be a whole bunch of young people and just be lit. Like, we give out to the homeless and, you know, it's just a good feeling to give back. And um, I'm going to do that again this year. So she was doing it for two years. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. And that's how big it became. Because one year we had like 150 volunteers. At some point we had to turn people away. Like, yo, we we don't got nothing for you to do, bro. <laughs> like, we got somebody taking pictures. We got somebody holding the door. Because what it is, we used to set up at um, Salon. As a salon, um, it was on Jamaica Avenue. Okay. Um, and we used to set up and we had food prep. Mm -hmm. So we have different ships of people come in, help, you know, drop off the food, prepare the food. We put it in trays. And then we have a team 
of dispatchers who bring it to the shelters or they bring it to the streets and they give it out. Gotcha. So we had like a whole like assembly line system in there and like Phoenix City would help me grow every year to be a leader and a better businessman. It's like my first company yeah. because training I just deal with me and the clients but now you gotta have all these yeah. other people up and everybody asks me like KB what I'm supposed to do? I'm like I don't know I never did this before. <laughs> gotcha. So I learned so much on the fly and mm -hmm. learning how to you know lead people and structure them and talking to them in a certain way okay so each year i got better with my communication mm. because it's so many things like yo bro you don't they're not tell you to bring the folks with you like to the show <laughs> <laughs> they're not tell you to do this and it was like i learned how to have more patience and trust more people to get things done because as it got bigger i got away from being a contact of the people that's in the street gotcha. i became like the dispatcher and the uh, the admin work of sending groups out and um it, w it was powerful man like it, every year it, it puts me in a, a frenzy and it makes you think like yo what if we do this on a daily because the whole community is coming together like people are making turkeys they're donating exactly. and i just you see so much power within ourselves yes. like we literally you know fed thousands of people with you know, a few hundred dollars yeah you know and it's like you know how many more people we can help out there and then when, as we helping these people realize all of them not on drugs. All of them not, you know, alcoholics. A lot of them just have stories and lost their families through the, you know, recession. Some one dude was a stockbroker. He he made bad investments. Yeah. So they have real stories and they're talented. So when yes. I learned that, and I I make sure I tell people that because you have people that come with it, where they just come in for the clout. They come in to take their picture and mm -hmm. selfie that yeah. they did something and go about their business. So I have the structure that like, listen, we're not doing that. Even certain people try to attach themselves. Politicians try to attach themselves to what I was doing. And it was like, yo, how do you get all these young people out here? This is amazing. You should come to this. I'm like, yo, this is not what it's for. Like, mm. that's something that I never wanted to take any type of money from mm. or whatever for my own benefit. Everything was like, yo, I want to give back. I want to put this in as a community. Because when it came so much bigger than me, I'm like, nah, I, I have to serve, you know? Mm. So, and also for seeing other entrepreneurs and millennials, because I think we don't care about uh, nobody yeah. else. You know, <laughs> true. <laughs> picking, you know, folding tables, cleaning up. Like, I, I did it whatever it took. And yeah. some nights we ain't eat till like 8 o'clock. <laughs> but at least y'all know. Yeah, yeah, PM. But at least y'all know that you still have growth. You still, you started out just doing it for one holiday. Exactly. But yeah. You have a whole year, which is what? 250 days, 50 something days of the year, or whatever. Yeah. You can. You can grow to do it where you can do it once a week or however, yeah. whatever you want to end up, but yeah. you can grow to that. And it's yeah. funny you said that because my other boy, after like the third or fourth year, he was doing it with someone else. Yeah. And it was so crazy because when we get back, we saw like a different team of people. Mm. And then I met him because of acting. So um, he's like, what you doing for Thanksgiving? I'm like, yo, I'm giving back. He's like, where am I giving back to? I'm like, oh, well, this is what my um, program does. He's like, that's what's up. And then we end up teaming up. He started joining, and he started doing Christmas. Mm. So um, on Christmas, then we give out toys and um, have like a festive party. He dressed up as Santa, and we go to the shelters. Mm. And um, you know, and that, and that's how usually a movement starts with just one idea. And I never take credit and say I did this. I'm like, no, the community did this. I started it. I put it out there, and I just brought people together. Yeah. But it always grows into something else. So it just shows the the fact of whatever idea you have. You gotta put it out there because there's somebody that's waiting on for you to be the catalyst or you know they could be a catalyst for you to help bring it to fruition and okay. 
It's been it's been dope, bro. It's like I've been, it helped me get in spaces I never thought I would get into. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Now, bring you back to being a nonprofit organization for somebody that say they wanted to be in the process of doing that instead of LLC, they want to do a nonprofit. Would it be the same, the same thing? Nah, uh, with a nonprofit, you gotta file five hundred one c three, and basically you gotta have an actual board as well. And it's, lo it's a lot more paperwork than LLC. LLC could be done in a day. But um, with nonprofit, they have one thing, my, uh, my other boy, he has, his name is uh, Dave. He's got a, a, a nonprofit called Showing Hearts. Mm -hmm. And they cater to nonprofits. So if you need help with your writing, you need help with the grants, you don't know anything, you just got an idea, then they reach out to them. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the best thing about it is that we have these things in our community that we, we should know about but we don't because it's like we gotta be tapped in with a certain spaces. Gotcha. So that's why, you know, information is powerful because it, it could be that one thing that you feel that has been your barrier where somebody gets, oh, I can get that done easily. Mm. And you look, you think about like, yo, this whole time, this whole year I've been sitting on this thing, this is stopping me. And if I just speak more or tell people about it, because most people have this idea, like I'm gonna go over my cave, I'm gonna create the mastermind idea when I come out, y'all gonna see me like, and it's like, yo, it's not like that. You got to put it out mm -hmm. there. Because as you get feedback from certain people, your baby know how to nourish it and how to, you know, make adjustments. And you never know who want to help you. Because we always think about, yo, people going to hate, but you never know who want to help that's you. That's, that's, that's the one, one thing that with so many people I do know, they worry about, well, I want to share my, my idea. But then I feel like I'm sharing this idea, and I feel like at some point somebody might take my idea and move on with it and keep going, and then I don't get a chance to do it. So it's just like, I tend to think about it, I'm like, but you can't think like that. Because yeah. if you think like that, it's like, it's messing you up. Right? Yeah. For me, I feel like we have, it's so many people in this world, and just like hair salons, you got barbershops, corner stores, you got all these different places. They're always doing the same thing, it's just different people. Yeah. But it's no matter how you do or how your how your environment is. The what's the I guess the people you're reaching, but also the environment you bring. Because every environment is not the same. I've gone into his salons and the people rule. You yeah. got rude people in this That's one, right. and you got call people in this one. Or they have certain vibes where they're playing certain type of music that just makes people want to be around each other and be cool. You know? Yeah. So I've noticed that and I'm like you gotta change how you think about what you're trying to do. Yeah, for sure. And I think that just go back to the scarcity mindset in our community. So it's like you grew up, if you had a nice bike, you had to protect that nice bike because <laughs> Yo! Yo! <laughs> and we, we we so accustomed to you know governing ourselves so much so when it comes down to open up it's like nah because you know you might have one up on me or you might take what i have yes and you know we we try to change that with that in the culture by you know putting out the positive energy and, and giving back and doing things just off the off the strength because um actually you mentioned glad again that's my guy because mm. we think alike and shout out to Glad Credit, man. Shout out, yo. He's um he's a big giver. A lot of people don't know that. Like, mm. he's he's a master with the credit and the funding, but he's a big giver when it comes down to, like, person. When my other boy Lay, um, he has his own planner. It's called Championship Planner. So meanwhile, I'm in his community. He's like, yo, if anybody buy this, um, the first people, first five people that buy it, send me the receipt and I'll give you the money back. Mm. Mm. There's no benefit for him to sell Lay's entrepreneur planner. 
but he's just showing love just because he know the value in it and know mm -hmm. that he if his students have this plan they have a better success rate gotcha. and it's like when we do things like that people will be shocked and taken back by it like are you sure like what i gotta do i'm like yo you're gonna do nothing <laughs> so I, so i did it, i did it for him for his course because it was so impactful the steps to wealth course and i got it for free in a raffle so i'm like yo i'll get it for five people because it was on sale for like 97 dollars at the time mm -hmm. and you know i think it's like 1500 now so they should take advantage <laughs> so i bought five of them i said yo i'm off for five of them for five people mm -hmm. and he was like what i gotta do like what's i said all you gotta do is tell me what's gonna benefit you if you do get your credit right what's your plan and so many people commented on the the, the post or liked it and only like probably like six people actually Actually, what you wanted. No, actually yeah. four people actually only wrote it and it's like yo why are we doing this and it's because mm -hmm. they're afraid of the transparency of being vulnerable or they're yeah. afraid that like you might say i own you or something or i might try to you know i don't know shit on you whatever mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and, and it's like that's not the case but we so used to that where people you know we see that more often i would say it's not the positive not have been out there but it's not really been shown yeah so when you do have positive images even when we was doing feeding city it's like oh why are you showing it? i'm showing it because of bringing awareness to it i'm not showing it for brand purposes to say we give back mm. i'm showing it because this is what we're doing and okay. that changes that changes the culture so i think if we show more positivity of just genuineness yeah. like i don't want nothing from it then it'll be it wouldn't be so skeptical when somebody come approach That's, you. When it comes down to, you know how all these people on social media give it back. Some people, you gotta kind of look at it, how they're doing yeah, it, to yeah. know they're really doing this and they mean this. Yeah. And you got the other ones, they just doing it for clout. Yeah. yeah. Now, it was a couple people that, that would be reaching out, like, oh yeah, you know, you got a platform, so we, we probably should do this. I'm like, nah, like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> And they'll try to hit me with like nah. business, like it's just strategic. No, it makes sense. I'm like, nah, it's not purposeful for me. Mm. Like you just like Fab said it best. He like you trying to you trying to be beneficial because I'm beneficial. Mm. And and what that means is like people will see what you have, and they will just try to get close to you so they can get whatever they want to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And the way to do that is to be transparent in the beginning of what you want. Like, yo, I want to work with you because. This is what you offer, and I know my brand can do this, and this is what I offer. But if you try to be like, oh, I'm just trying to help, and you try your own ulterior motive, then that's not genuine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people don't know how to approach when it comes to, you know, business deals or yeah. just the lingo. And I always tell people, they just ask for discounts. I'm like, never ask for a discount. Ask for a person if they do affiliate program. Say that one more time, please. What? No, I'm serious. Say that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so serious. Say that one more time, please. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Say that one more time, please. Like literally, like never ask for a discount unless you ask if you do affiliate program. So if you do affiliate program, that means you're gonna bring value, you know, to the program. So a business owner always wants more business, and they understand if I gotta pay you or give you 10, 20% for somebody that I never was gonna reach and you bring them to me, mm -hmm. that's good business. And I'll give you 10 to 20% off, I'll give you money off or I'll give you payout for bringing people to me. Mm -hmm. So even my affiliate program for funding, it's like, yo, if you bring somebody to me, I'm all willing to give you a percentage for helping me out and now that could be your side income. So you can make, you know, up to a thousand, three thousand per person that you send and you don't have to work for me, you don't have to promote me or post me. You just sharing my business with them.
You know what? <laughs> but to me, that's word yeah. of mouth right there. Matter of fact, like, let's do this live. Let's do yeah. this live. Can DC incentives, can our audience get in your course? Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's go. That's okay. de- that's definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. We're doing this live. <laughs> All right, so it's the way to go. You know, so talk about your book, your um what 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 you coming out? What's what's next? But so um right now the trader blueprint, um, especially by the time this drop is definitely out. Um the trader blueprint is for upcoming trainers, so that's what I'm targeting. So people that have, you know, zero clientele to, you know, 10 clientele, whatever it is, long as that you're willing to invest in yourself and follow the blueprint. So I'm helping them, showing them how to market, structure, and fund their business. Mm. And when it comes down to it, most people need direction or just even how to go about where I train, how do I train, how many people should I train, should I start with one-on-one, should I start with groups, should I start with classes, who do I go after? So I teach them how to structure and then find a, I identify their clientele and help them identify their expertise because you got to know what you're good at first before you know we even go even further or you got to be willing to try something if you knew if you never trained anybody before okay. and so and then in the, in the course I also teach them credit about credit and you know about funding so need funding that's part of my mentorship where I can fund them so for example they're like I want to grow my brand but I want to get a studio I don't want to train in gym all right bet I'll help you get fifty hundred thousand so you're able to get your studio, you'll be able to run out to other trainers, or you'll be able to get equipment, whatever you need, or mm-hmm. you know, if you want to market yourself. So, and the reason I created that because I want to p- give people the game and not be like a gatekeeper to my experience. So, not only is, I'm not telling them how to just get more clients. Like anybody can do that. Just you know, just put yourself out there and post more. I'm trying mm-hmm. about to structure their business and then also have time freedom for themselves without implementing and having systems in play. Okay. That's like know what it like to have a system for your business. Because mm-hmm. if you're not there and it's not running, then you know it's you not Yeah. And I and that was my biggest thing where I go away on vacation and I spend some money, I'm like, damn, I gotta go back, I gotta get X amount of clients. You know, yeah. I <laughs> so yeah. I never really enjoy and understanding of having a business set up and also having a system set up when it comes to leads because just like if you do any business you got to be the promoter you got to do the back end you got to know the the the, the admin work yeah. you got to edit your content mm. you know then you got to be a creative director for your content so there's so many different angles that needs to be done and doing that by yourself it's going to take it's going to be stressful so you learn all that stuff if you don't know it yet exactly so my whole thing is trying to shorten the gap for other people. Of course, they got to put in the work, can't do it for them. And, you know, but my thing is to give them the game that I didn't receive mm-hmm. and give them the knowledge on what I know now as well and being tapped into my network. So people always ask, like, it'd be so funny. My clients, like my training clients, like, yo, KB, you got an accountant? You know, somebody that does an electrician. Like, everybody's asked me for so many things. And I used to be, it didn't bother me, but I'm like, yo, I'm really the plug for these people because I'm willing to share my resources. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not. Yeah, and I'm willing to, because I, I have no loss in that. And then I also have affiliate programs set up. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it just makes sense. I get to help you, you know, I get to help their business, and I get, you know, a PC off of that. Let's go. But, um, yeah, the Training Blueprint is, um, it's a dope course, and I'm excited to really give the game out where somebody can really follow step by step what to do and coming up in the fitness world you know 
a lot of experienced trainers don't be you know willing with the information they'll tell you you gotta keep grinding bro mm -hmm. you know you gotta grind harder you gotta put in the work <laughs> yeah like, like, what is that <laughs> what is that exactly. right about yeah, like that's it's not giving no information exactly stop <laughs> stop it that means stop it stop stop you only gotta work hard be disciplined have faith stop it that's done stop with that Sense. Yeah. That is old school stuff. We're yeah. done with that. We're done with that knowledge. Yeah, yo, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a lot of cookie color knowledge. And so I really try to dive into the person as far as what they want and out of out of out of fitness, what they want out of life, and also really attack the mindset too. So it's like you come and be a, a, a trainer mm. or a better trainer, but you're gonna just be a better person overall. And when it comes down to the marketing, we really strategize the people that you want to target and go after. So, for example, if you want to train people that does ma major weight loss, you want to train people to do sculpting, you want to train, you know, people for athletic training, or you know, whatever you want to do, we want to we want to finite that and define it, so you know how to target those people. Mm. And you know, when you go to target people, then you know your price point, which you could charge certain people, because you gotcha. can't be charging, you know, teachers arm and leg if you know the education field, because they not they don't make that much. Mm -hmm. So. And also, when it comes down to you know your timing too, so certain people like well, I only train at this time, I train at that time, depending on who you want to go after. So I train nurses and I train teachers. Nurses, they don't care if you train in the morning, and they don't want to get up too early because they already have a stressful, you know, work day. Twelve hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> so I only train at time, certain time slots. So I train at ten and eleven, or I train at a seven, eight in the evening. So 10, 11 in the morning, 7, 8 in the evening. That was my slots. And if it wasn't in between those slots, I wasn't training you. Mm -hmm. And this way I control my schedule. Yeah. And people's like, oh, can you train me at 5 in the morning? No, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> and I think the problem is that people have a problem saying no because they want money. Yeah. So you're just trying to bring your clientele and realize you don't even like getting up early. But why are you training this person at 5 in the morning? And now you tell them to do 10 burpees and they're looking at you crazy. <laughs> And now you now you mad that you got this client. Yo. <laughs> so, yeah, so I really tell them like, yo, based on who you are, because I so many people offer me so much money to train them at seven or train them for work. I'm like, yo, I don't even get up that early, so why would I train you? It's like you don't want money. I said that's not the money I want. Like you don't have the money I want. The money I want is between these time frames that I wanted. Now granted, I didn't start off that way. I started training at like eight, nine, ten, eleven. And then I worked my way out and I figured out like, how do I want to structure my day? Most people don't think about that because you're so used to working when somebody tells us to work. Yeah. So now that you're on your independent you know, business owner, you get to set up your time frame. Mm -hmm. Chick-fil-A is not, you, how, how, no care how much money you got, you're not getting it on a Sunday. You're not, don't make it <laughs> So those people know I got to be this Saturday right before they close or I got to wait all the way until Monday. Yep. Yeah. That's how they structure it. You can't, you can't do nothing about it. Yeah, that's a, yo, this is, yo, that's so ball. He just dropped. That's so ball. Yeah, that's balls. Yo. So that, that was my thing was is, is structuring my business the way I wanted it to be structured. And then you make adjustments over time. And when it came down with people, it was like, well, can I do a free trial? No. <laughs> what are you doing? Because now it's about my time. You know, it's about my time. And then you see what I have done. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a difference for me training somebody to be on the phone with them. So that's why it's kind of funny when people are like, yo, I know you don't do free stuff, uh, free trials, so I do say free consultation, kind of 
you know, it kind of scares them. But I never did free trials and training because you, if you've seen my work constantly over and over, what are we trying out for? Mm. Let's get it going or let's not get it going. And if anything, you'll pay, you could pay for the day, but you're not just going to just train for free to see, I want to see how it is. I, I tell people how it is. I'm like, yo, I'm going to be making jokes about you, but I'm going to help you. I'm probably going to be dancing. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm very sarcastic. I'm very funny, but I'm going to make sure we get the job done. Mm. And that's why you want to be so transparent in your marketing. And I tell people, I'm not a drill sergeant, so I'm not going to be screaming at you. I'm not going to be in your ear. That's just not my style. Like, I don't even do that regularly, and I don't like people do that to me. So if you if you need a trainer that's going to be screaming at you up your ass, then that's not me. Like, I'm going to be on you, hold you accountable, but it's a way that I do it where it's natural to my personality. Gotcha. So all these things are needed because now you put that into your market and how you structure your business. So when it came to me doing funding, it's the same principles I use. Hmm. It's like now I'm only focused on people that's in a business now. Like, you got to have a business or have an actual plan set already before we even get to it. But I prefer people to have a business already because it's much easier when it comes down to them making decisions. Because that's the hardest part of people, is making the decision. Mm -hmm. It's like asking women what she want to eat. <laughs> like, you, you'll be mad about that she don't know. And it's like, yo, why you keep asking her, bro? You know what she's going to say. And then, <laughs> I don't want to get canceled, but then, I don't want to get canceled, but I know women's going to be like, then leave then. No, I'm you a man, I don't want to get canceled. I'm not going to say nothing because <laughs> I have done that, so. <laughs> Uh, you keep asking the same question and you know what I'm saying, so... Oh, God. Yeah, so... If I'm not talking to me, I don't want this and I don't want that. And you better think about something else. You better else. think about something else. I, I need you to provide and lead. I want to get canceled. Don't cancel me, y'all. Don't cancel me. I want to show you. Don't cancel me. But, yo, it's just understanding communication and psychology. Yeah. And that's what really... You know, that's what really my course is about, is understanding the psychology of how you want to grow your business. Hmm. Okay, so now that, uh, so website, how, how can they, you know, grab reach the course, you, when everything, you, everything, reach you, everything. Everything laid yeah. out. Everything, I mean, it's some people, so everything is really filtered through my Instagram. Okay. So, at the Trainer. Um, and the reason I do that because that's what people at. I'm on TikTok as well as KB the Trainer. Gotcha. Um, what my website, when you click on the link in my bio, it has the link to everything that I do, whether you want to get the trainer blueprint. And even when it comes down to it, I have a consultation before even people purchase my course. It's not okay. you go buy it in a bio mm -hmm. because I'm really filtering who people. Cause it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. And also I'm realizing... People will buy so many courses, be a course junkie, and never actually utilize. And apply to it, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want whole people say, oh, I got it, but never actually implement. I really want to vet the people because I know I'm not just giving them a course, I'm giving them more than that. So I really try to, you know, cut that off where it's like they can't really just sign up and that's it. Mm -hmm. Even my training, like people say, how did I get to you? I'm like, well, this is my system. You got to set it up this way. And I teach people, you got to set it up a certain way because it's like you going to the doctor, like, yo, I'm about to pull up on you tomorrow. I'm sick. Like, no, you gotta get. We gotta book an appointment. You gotta wait two or three weeks, mm. so you know, understand that this is how I structure it. Cause you're not gonna miss that appointment. Absolutely. But if, if somebody, if you're quickly accessible and people just, you know, just get your product or service that fast, they could fall off that fast. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so that's just my whole logic when it comes down to it. it's like something I really want. I'm gonna go after it, and I don't make it a chase. But it's like, yo, I really want to vet 
and ask you questions and figure out if you this is fit is for you. Because if I can't help you, then I'll tell you I can't help. I'm not just gonna take your money. I don't I don't move like that. So <laughs> <laughs> they can find me on Instagram at KB the Trainer, Facebook as well, and also TikTok uh, KB the Trainer. I gotta work on my Twitter. Like I heard, I heard I, I should be having that. So I gotta. Twitter is good. Tap it. Is it even worth? I don't know if it's too late. I don't know if I missed the wave, but I guess just to have some type of uh, blueprint on there. But um, yeah, they can definitely tap in and follow me. Um, definitely you get some gems, some motivation, some some credit tips, funding tips. But more importantly, you know, I show people the process, and um, I show people the process and really be transparent with my story because it's a lot of ups and downs with this entrepreneurship that people don't realize. Yeah, they don't speak on it. They think everything is a highlight, and it's like, nah, it's a lot of lowlights too. (laughs) And um, yeah, my whole thing is to inspire people and be the example out there. Mm -hmm. And last question for our audience, and final thoughts on everything. Final thoughts, and then after we're closing this, we're closing it out. I bet I gotta come with something else, huh? (laughs) 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 Um, my thing is um. Believe me in dreams. Like, not even be cliche, but there's gonna come a point in time where everything that you want is on the other side of your fears and your, your challenges and your obstacles. And the best thing that worked for me is having faith and um, keeping God first in my, in my journey. And don't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 10. Like, understand that, you know, you have to run your own story, your own race. And at the end of the day, if you look at your hands, Nobody has the same fingerprint as you, no matter what. No matter if you look alike, that's your twin, everybody has their own fingerprint, you can only win as yourself. So everybody has to take it, so be yourself. And I think that is the most thing, the beneficial thing that I learned because I wasn't the average trainer, I never planned on being an average trainer. Mm. And that's what got me to this point by being authentic to myself and not being one way on camera and being another way off camera. So stay true to yourself, run it up, keep God first, and get your credit right. (laughs) (laughs) That's the end of the episode. That was a ball the way how he just dropped it too. He was like, get your credit right. That's it. That's the end of the, so y'all, so that's it. Yo, thank you, KV. Thank you for everything, yeah. Happy to be here, man. You already know, man. So let's get it, man, that's the end. That's it, and that's a gem drop. Thank you.